Welcome to Alphabet Fly Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is someone who is, like, related to one of the Merlins. Okay. Jess. <laughs> so, so yeah. Uh, we're we're going to be talking about Merlin's daughter. Oh, okay. Now, which Merlin is it? Do you know? There's at least three of them. <laughs> no, I can only think of uh, stock standard insert your clip art here, Merlin. Uh, well, that, that's one of them. <laughs> then there's the one that was the alien pretending to be oh. Merlin. And then there's also the Merlin from a different dimension. Oh, of course. How could I forget? Yeah. Merlin and all his friends. Yeah, because that's Does how this that daughter works. have a name or is uh, it just daughter of Merlin? Well, no, no. Well, no, no, it's uh, oh, Roma. Oh, okay. I was thinking, like, Merlino? <laughs> I mean, that could be a thing you could call them. <laughs> but yeah, this is what she looks like. Oh, okay. She looks kind of like an elf. Yeah, all right. All right. Like, yeah. 90s elf doll. She looks very much like like a doll, which is... I think it's just because, of, like, the... There's not a lot of life in this. <laughs> the, like, it's like a very specific genre of um, fantasy art. But like a very flat illustration. Yeah, because like, because like Rocket Racer had a lot of life in the mm. drawing. This one, yeah, but she has a big old cape and she has a bunch of like, you know, think kind of like high fantasy princess. Yeah, type no doubt thing. shaming. It's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just like she does look like a doll mm. though, mm. and she does have hip dips though. Oh, I didn't even notice the hip dip. Yeah, yeah, hip dips. <laughs> hip dips. Oh yeah, yeah. She has hip yeah. dips, so you know that that adds something. <laughs> uh, although it seems like all of her outfit is just pointing towards her crotch. The more I look at it, it's just like really highlighting, just like her her bits. Wow. But you know, that's just that's just the uh, thing that happens whenever you have V's and stuff yeah. pointing in directions. You guys just follow, which we will see with the next person. Oh by my the gosh, way, because <laughs> there's yeah, but but yeah, Roma. Her name is Roma. Her occupation, get this, Guardian of the Multiverse. Oh, cool. Just cash. Yeah. Yeah, for cash. Um, the general population of Earth is unaware of Roma's existence. She is a citizen of the uh, of Otherworld. She was also went by God- Goddess of the Northern Skies. She was born in Otherworld. She's single. <laughs> I like that it always uh, has that. Her- like, the single at the end of it makes me feel like we're doing, like, a, a speed dating thing. Well, you know, sometimes they're not. And sometimes they have a real wacky yeah. one. <laughs> so, you know. Um, or Dexter is, Dexter is either telling me to get off of his bed or, or being being happy with me. Oh, no, he's happy with me. Okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> no, he's demanding pets now, though. Oh, are you? Oh, he wants head pets. Okay. <laughs> See, he's being it's real fussy being right now. He wants head parent. pets. I know, it's so hard. <laughs> Uh, especially when, especially when your son doesn't know how to speak mm. English. Mm. He should. He's, he's four. Wow. Like, he should know, like, something. Like, we all go on. at our own pace. Don't we, say- we all go at our own pace. Yeah. I know. Uh, but, um, 
Yeah, she first showed up in Captain Britain, issue number one, in October 1976. Okay. The origin of Captain Britain. And, uh, it's a cover. Captain Britain really just has, like, propaganda vibes. (laughs) Well. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, so there's, there's stuff going on with this. So we have, so this was... Marvel UK stuff. Now, the cool thing... So, what Marvel was trying to do in the 70s was they're trying to get into the UK market. Because, like, comics, like, at least superhero comics, are, like, like, aggressively American Mm. invention. Like, it's one of the few things, like, like that and... I want to say hamburgers as well. Like, the way we do hamburgers. Rock and roll. Like, there's some things I like, like, that are, like, aggressively mm-hmm, American mm-hmm. and superhero comics is one of those. And what they did during the seventies is they would make some British characters, like new characters, like specifically for the market, basically yeah. and put reprints okay. of other comics. So like, it'd be like this really big comic, like what we'd say, like, you know, like giant size or something like that. Um, and so captain Britain was like, I think one of the first ones. And, uh, I don't think the cover is amazing. <laughs> I mean, it makes me it's laugh. Not bad. It was. It's it's ten p though. Nice. You know, ten pence. We used you know? to use pence. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you have some knights that are being knocked back by uh, Brian Braddock, who has the. I will say this each time. I hate that type of cow. Because okay, here's the thing with cows. They're supposed to like kind of cover your face, mm-hmm. which this one does it, but. You have the hair popping out at the top. And here's my problem with them. Have you ever put on a hoodie backwards? Yes. On an accident? Yes. That's going to happen all the time. Or whenever you're putting, like, you know, something with eye holes on sideways or something. Like, you're going to, like, you have to, you have to, like, first off, put it on. Make sure the eye holes are in a safe place. And then you have to do your hair mm. again. Like, just wear a domino mask. That's all I'm saying. Just wear a domino mask. It just mask. doesn't seem practical for the modern superhero. It it's not practical. Mm. Like either wear a full cowl or like like you know you can do like a elaborate mask thing. Just don't do a cowl. I do like that you could get a free mask with this issue. Yeah, it did come with a free. That's mask. pretty cool. Um, and this was the original like Captain Britain outfit where it was less. It you know it had the you know lion <laughs> and it had the the Union Jack on like cowl thing. I think it's really stupid. <laughs> It is. It's just not a cool outfit. <laughs> no, it's not a cool outfit at all. But at the same time, you know, it's not the worst I've oh, seen. Oh, yeah, so. and, like, it amuses me. <laughs> like, it's good amusement value. Yeah, and so, apparently, it's uh, Captain Britain, the newest and greatest superhero of all, and it's in full color, because at that time, the British comic, uh, a lot of the British comics and stuff that were coming out, they weren't, generally weren't superhero comics, but the British comics... Or in black and white. Ooh, take that. Uh, like, around, I want to say around this time, you would have been getting the beginning of, like, Judge Dredd. Right. And stuff like that, like, 2080. And that was done in, like, a magazine format where you'd have, like, you know, a page or two worth of a comic. Like, it'd be, like, real short comic pages or comic stories. But you'd get, like, a bunch of them. Like, Judge Dredd seems to be, like, one of the only ones that kind of stick stuck around, mm. though. Judge Dredd is still going out in that format now. So, 
but it also has like traditional comics. It just makes me wonder if we have a dodgy like Captain Australian somewhere. (sighs) The only Australian character, Marvel character I can think of right now, besides the kangaroo, which is ridiculous and I love. Please go back and listen to the kangaroo episode episode I did. Please. He was so dumb that Spider was just like, I can't save him. (laughs) He's just, I can't save him. He's just going to die. I tried to save him like three times. I'm just going to have to let him die or I'm going (laughs) to die. Like he was that dumb of a character and I love it. (laughs) I love that. I love that for us. He lived with the kangaroos and learned their secrets. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And decided, hey, I'm just gonna go. I just, I'm just gonna go to New York and beat up Spider Man because that will be a good debut. <laughs> Goals. That's also on my post COVID bucket list. Just live with live live with the ruse long enough to, so he could just like you know learn their jumping habits. <laughs> I wonder if he also just like flexed real hard like while looking at someone dead in their eyes. Yeah. Do we know what species of kangaroo they were? No, no, mm. no. Because that's important. I know I know they weren't wallabies, okay. though. Well, it's basically so. between the greys and the reds, and the reds are kind of scary. I don't know. I think, I mean, he's blonde, so maybe the reds. <laughs> I don't know. But, but yeah, the kangaroo episode. But there's also Pyro, who was a travelogue slash romance writer, who can control fire, but can't make it. He's a mutant. Mm. There's Gateway, who's an aboriginal person. Uh, I think I'm familiar with basically that one. Ch- Yeah. Gateway. There's manif- is manifold also, or am I just getting that? Am, am I being like low key racist and just come? Am I? I don't know. <laughs> Let me see. Manifold. Classic Jesse. I'm sorry, I've sidetracked you. No, I'm. I'm just. It's important thinking. for my education. Um, yeah, he's also Aboriginal. There you go. Yeah, it's weird that there's two Aboriginal people who are like focused on like teleporting people mm, i guess because they kind of go like oh they're mystic people well you think they would go with like a like a dreamer thing or something yeah. like that anyway sorry continue but, oh but also i do want to put this because this is also very it's very important for me to well actually well i'm actually myself he does teleport but he actually talks to the universe directly oh. and says like hey i need to be oh, wow that's one way to do it. And he just kind of, like, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I talk to the universe, it just doesn't give me shit back. Yeah. But no, like, the way, the way he does it, though, is, like, actually very interesting. The way they show it is very interesting. And I will say that, because I want to give him a lot of props. Because they do a really good, they could have just made him a teleporter, but they did something that is, like, really interesting. But also doesn't feel like they're trying to do, oh, well... He's this, you know, mystical person. <laughs> no, it's just like, like he just talk. He talks to, like, thing. Also, he doesn't. Okay, that, that it's cool. Like, read, read sword. Okay, it's it's the 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 newest one, sword, uh, the, with the Kokoa people because it's real good. It's real good. <laughs> they had a whole episode where it's just like him, like doing his thing, and it's a beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful. I wish Beautiful the listeners issue. could see you just doing the like yeah. chef's kiss almost. Yeah. 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 But uh but yeah, so Roma is the daughter of Merlin and they live together. Uh that's a weird sentence, okay. <laughs> Roma is the daughter of Merlin and they live together uh in the other dimensional realm known as Otherworld. 
Note, I love that they had to bring this up each time. Past accounts has alleged that the Merlin, who's Roma's father, was an alien. Hence, it's possible that this Merlin may not be the same as a sorcerer who aided the original Black Knight. This matter had not yet been definitively resolved. Also, one of the one of the Merlins was just a straight up alien that was magical. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Name uh, name uh, Baba Yo. Yoga or Baba Yaga? Not Baba Yaga. It's Yaga Bob something, whatever. Uh, yeah. Um, so in recent times, the Merlin of Otherworld and Roma, in her guise as the legendary goddess of the northern skies, appeared to the young Englishman Brian Braddock and bade him to choose one of the mystical objects that appeared before him: the Amulet of Right or the Sword of Might. Brian chose the Amulet of Right and was instantly bombarded with mystical energy that activated his latent superhuman abilities. Merlin and Roma decreed that he should be Britain's champion and garbed him in the costume symbolizing the nation and gave him a mystical star scepter to enhance his fighting abilities. Thus, Brian became the hero known as Captain Britain. Hmm. Now, here's a fun thing about him, and I love this about superheroes that are, like, based on an area. He loses those powers, like, once he steps out. Oh, okay. <laughs> which, which actually, that brings in a question. Does he get it when he's back in, like, like Australia or Canada? <laughs> or, like, the Isle of Man? <laughs> like, yeah, where's the line here? Come on. <laughs> like, was he able to do it in, like, was he able to, like, if he was in the 50s, was he, would he be able to go into, like, you know, <laughs> India and still have his powers? Like, where does this go? Where does this end? Yeah. Does he lose it when he goes into Quebecois? I mean, Quebec. Yeah, no, this is a, a very uh, good uh, geopolitical question. Um, How high up does he need to go mm. before he loses his powers? That too. Yeah, like, what about the the space? Yeah, like above. Yeah, so that's a question I always have geographical based. Yeah, as well. Yeah. Both ways. If, he, if he's in the channel, does he lose it halfway? <laughs> Like how far how far out? I think it's like ten nautical I think it's like ten ten nautical miles, I think, for countries. Right. Ten nautical miles out. How far their border extends past if they're surrounded by water. Um, but yeah. That being said, um Merlin and Roma served as Cap- uh, Captain Britain's patrons and advisor. In fact, Merlin and Roma watched over a large number of other dimensional universes as well as that of Captain Britain's Earth, and have acted as mentors and patrons of numerous other dimensional counterparts to Captain Britain, such as Captain UK. <laughs> um, Merlin and Roma refers to all of the universes together as the multiverse. Because the idea of the multiverse, like, it was a thing, but not like it's a thing mm. now. Like, the term multiverse in Earth, blah, 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 was there for Marvel, but not yeah, really. Yeah. Um, I think it was either Captain Britain or X-Men or X-Men uh series um X-Men arc that termed like that this was Earth 616, like the mainstream universe. And then they have other Earths and stuff. But yeah. Um <clears throat> years later, Merlin died after waging an intense mystical struggle against evil forces, and Roma succeeded him as a guardian of the multiverse. She guided Captain UK, who Migrated from Captain Britain's Earth after devastation of, who migrated to Captain Britain's Earth after the devastation of her own to another alternative Earth where she was needed as the as a champion of justice. 
There, Roma reunited Captain UK with her husband, whom Roma had saved from death on their on their native Earth. Sometime later, Roma was made prisoner in her own starlight citadel by an entity known as the Adversary, who wreaked havoc throughout Captain, Brit- Captain Britain's universe. However, Roma succeeded in making contact with Colossus, a member of the X-Men, the X-Men and their long ally Madeline Pryor and the Sorcerer and the Sorcerer Forge, and were eventually transported to the Starlight Citadel, where they crashed, where they clashed with the uh, adversary, into, where they clashed with the adversary into another dimension. Free once more, Roma restored the X-Men and Pryor to life. At present, at least the X-Men were consent to allow the general population of Earth to believe that they were dead, and to help them maintain their deception. Roma casts a spell, rendering the X-Men undetectable by mechanical or technological means. Roma gave the X-Men a means to summon and make use of the Siege Perilous, a mystical gateway which transforms whoever passes through it. Hmm. And that's her. Yeah, I'm not getting, like, a whole heap of, like, personality. She kind of just seems like a a plot device as a... Mm, At this point, she kind of was. She gets more later. Yeah. But, but yeah. Uh, So... We don't really know much about her, because apparently she can be as big or small or whatever hair, blah, 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 that she wants. That'd be fun. Strength strength level is unknown, and she's a master sorceress who rivals her father Merlin in the extent of her mystical knowledge and prowess in wielding ma- uh, mystical forces. Yeah. That's her. Now, I do want to talk about the Seeds Paradise a little bit, because uh, it, it's, just, it's, it's just a thing where... You make a portal, and then you walk through it, and you're different. <laughs> like, it erases your memories, and it puts you in a different spot, and all that stuff. And it doesn't... It basically erases your existence, previous existence, and then replaces it with something else. Right. Which is interesting, but... Yeah. That's basically the only thing she's really done. At that <laughs> point. Get, make the Siege Perilous for, for the X-Men, and also make sure that... They're vampires, so no one can, like, you know, videotape them or, like, you know, take pictures yeah, of them. Yeah, I mean, she's done some shit. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, yeah, just kind of that plot device, yeah. kind of. <laughs> yeah, kind of right now. But, uh, do you have anything else to say while I, um... Um, in the, in the illustration, she has, like, black hair, I guess? But... In my head, yeah. like, I was kind of visualizing, just because, you know, we always, like, think the old wizard sort of thing, like, with the, the like, gray, so I was kind of thinking, like, gray or white hair, but I guess it doesn't make sense, like. <laughs> I think it shows up as, like, purple a lot. Oh, okay, well, that's kind of cool and mystical. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's it. What do you have to plug? Uh, I would just like to plug the good old Femme Detail, so my podcast with my friend Morty, uh, we talk about the weird, the bad, and the spooky. Been on a little bit of a accidental hiatus because of lockdown and things, so hopefully we'll have some new stuff out soon. Yeah. So uh, my name is uh, Jesse. I have another podcast called Into Riverdale, where me and my friend Daniel talk about Riverdale episode by episode. Uh, we're right now in the middle of season three, on the back end, I should say. And that is, it's, they did the thing where they forgot the plot. <laughs> but then they did I, uh, it. I like your podcast more than Riverdale. 
Okay, that's thank how I you. prefer to because consume Riverdale is via your podcast. It's it's a thing. <laughs> it's so much of a thing. But <laughs> but uh but but yeah, if you want to support me, uh, you can go. Uh, you can do it monetarily through patreon.com slash alphabet flight, or you can uh, go on your podcatcher choice and rate review and subscribe us, subscribe to us. Um, if you, uh, if you uh, are on Twitter or Instagram, you can find, you can find the pictures that people are talking about and also links to share at alphabet flight. And this has been, this has been uh, alphabet flight and may country protect you. Th- through all of your night travels. Good night. Mm-hmm.